Welcome aboard, folks. This is Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. I'm back. Two weeks in a row. What? What? Ah, I'm happy to be here. Hey, so here's the thing. Um, Yeah, war. Still happening. Bad stuff. Still happening. Um, Yeah, just uh, just uh. And, you know, the thing is, like last week, I was I was all over the um, uh, like it's the retread. It's the 80s all over again. We're back to the, you know, the land of dancing under the mushroom clouds. And um, yeah, I'm still not over that. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm only here for an hour. If you didn't tune in last week, I'm not doing the two hour shows for a while uh, until things settle down. Got some new. um fun software that I'm playing with here, which is cool. Um, I am still learning it a little bit like, Oh wow. Hey, that's better. That's louder. Yeah. I'm still learning it. And, uh, so there's that. And, um, it's, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Technology. Anyway, I'm here. I'm playing music. We're going to do some dancing under the mushroom cloud. Um, Yeah, that's what it's all about right now. I'm going to hit you up with some reflex. On Radio Note.
saving my mugs Watch what I do when I swim with the sharks A new race and a new way to race Feel ashamed as I live a disgrace GG A young man losing his youth Sell cows, sell meat, selling anything Save up just to live like a king G.G. Amen Living in a peg cage G.G. Amen Living in a peg cage
That's the jam with Going Underground. Before that, we had The Police with a little bit of a rarity for them. I think most people who are into The Police have heard that one. That's Fallout. That was their first single. It was before Andy Summers was in the band. Uh, Henri. I can't remember Henri's last name for some reason. He was their original guitar player. And uh, yeah, he got replaced. And um, one wonders what the band would have been like had they had not... uh, Recruited Andy Summers. Um, Because, yeah, okay, dude, just underrated guitar players all over the map. Andy Summers. Just not a lick of anything he ever did with the police wasn't great. It's not just like a matter of like, oh, that was pretty good. It was like, what? And innovative and utterly original, like nobody else like him. So, yeah. I wish I could remember Henri's um, last name. Just, ah, just, I've been doing that a lot lately. I think it's probably dementia. Anyway, uh, before that, The Stranglers with Bear Cage, which um, is a song The Stranglers wrote about um, basically being scared of Germany. You know, if, like if you were a kid who um, grew up in the, either during the the tail end of the Second World War 
um, or just the the devastation that was all around uh, London um, all the way up until the eighties. Um, you know, the the just the the ruins from the bombed out buildings and things like that. You know, the thought of like powerful Germany, scary. And Germany in the early nineteen eighties, late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties was starting to flex its industrial muscle. And uh and so the Stranglers wrote that song about Germany being in a bear cage. And I think you could repurpose the song and you could point it towards a certain um Eastern power, Eastern European power. Um, that's flexing its muscles at the moment, um, somewhat impotently, which I'm grateful for, but, um, yeah, they could do worse. Please do worse. Fail more, Putin. Um, and before that, Reflex with Politics of Dancing, which to me was always like, just like the total, like, death disco song. Um, that's a term that my, uh, my friends and I at the radio station in college used to use. We used to call... Anything that was danceable and grim, death disco. Um, so there you go. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to the Public Record here on Radio Nope. Uh, it is Tuesday night. As uh, if you've tuned in before, you know I like to tell you that it's Tuesday night. I don't know. Maybe I'm re. Reinf- maybe it's the dementia thing. I'm reinforcing that in my head. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I feel like I have to talk fast. Like this thing of like, I only have an hour here. I feel like I have to talk fast and that's probably a bad thing. Like nobody wants a DJ, right? Just a a little too wound up for, for 7 PM Pacific, 10 PM Eastern, you know, a little too wound up. I need to get more of a mellow. I need to like embrace my one hour Venus fly trappy. Yeah. Yeah, I can do, I can do it. I need chimes though. I need chimes, and I probably shouldn't play punk rock. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, okay, keeping with the dancing uh, underneath the shadow of the mushroom cloud. This is Tears for Fears. <laughs> Expression, no expression. Have my head on. 
da do 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 din da da do do din da da do 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 din da da do do din da da do 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 din da da do do din da da do 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 din da da do do din da da do 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 din da da do do din da da do 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 din da da do do do
That's The Fix with Red Skies at Night. Red Skies is actually just the name of the song. It's just Red Skies. Well, that's got a long chord at the end. I didn't never realize that before. That's cool. Very nice. Very nice, gentlemen. Uh, before that, we heard Talking Heads, A Life During Wartime. Seemed appropriate. George Kranz with Din Da Da. Um, that's a song you either love it, like you hear it and you go, oh, I love this song, or you hear it and you're like, I want to kill the DJ that made me hear this song. So I hope you were the latter and not the former. Tears for, fear, Tears for Fears started us off with Mad World. Oh my goodness. Tongue-tied. Very, very tongue-tied. I am sorry about that. That is, that is unprofessional of me. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. It is Tuesday night. Um... I used to do this show for two hours. I'm doing it for an hour because work sucks. Um, and really what it comes down to is just, and, and I mentioned this last week, and if you, if you heard it last week, you know, you, you can go potty now. Um, otherwise, I'm explaining to the peoples who maybe didn't tune in last week because they weren't sure if it was for real that I was back. Um yeah, um, work is crazy, and uh, mostly my work involves me sitting in this exact same chair that I'm sitting in right now. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, yeah, at this point right now, I can't add two more hours in this chair to to a work day. And um, so, yeah, so that's it. That's that's why I'm down to, to an hour uh, for the for foreseeable future. It's crazy. I mean, so you've probably read about the Great Resignation, right? Well, that shit's actually happening, folks. It's happening. Um, the body count... <laughs> Let's see if I can do the justice to the body count. Just within my specific work group, the body count is... Let's see. There's one, two, uh, three, um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, yeah. There's like 10 people who used to work with me who don't anymore. And yeah, and it's it's taken a little bit of extra effort to uh, fill those spots. So it's um, a lot of stuff has landed in my lap. And it's tiring. It's exhausting. I mean, it's really funny. It's like I thought the at the height of the pandemic, like I was on high alert, basically 24 hours a day for about nine months. Um, and it's funny because that's when I actually came back to Radio Nope and started doing this show because we were all locked in our houses. We couldn't do anything. And it was like, okay, that's a good time to, to do some radio. Right. And it gave me a mental break. And, and, um, it also allowed me because of the nature of these, like, you know, fire drills that we were doing then, they would they would come in at like ten o'clock at night typically, and so what I would do by being on the air here is I would just basically be primed and ready. I'd be fired up and wired up and and ready to address whatever came at me um, like a half hour, forty five minutes after I signed off, and um, yeah, and I thought that was terrible. Like that that whole situation was terrible. This is way worse because this is just this isn't a crisis and I can't I can't pat myself on the back and go, yay, I'm responding to a crisis. I'm a wonderful firefighter. No, it's just it's the day to day drudge. It's just I'm drudging in way, 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 way more stuff than I normally do. And so, yeah, it's just tiring. So that's why I'm down to an hour. Ha. And yeah, 
and you know, I'm, I'm fingers across. Things are going to get better. I'm going to, I'll be back to two hours. Hopefully, hopefully. In the meantime, what I have to do is remind myself to breathe and not talk so fast and not be in such a hurry and realize it's like, you know, people didn't tune in for maximum trackage. Um, they tuned in. And, you know, they're they're here for whatever. Whatever. Speaking of whatever, I'm, I've meant to play this song for a long time, and so I'm going to do it. This is White Horse. Ride the 
Toronto to come to this. Well, I'm back, but this time I'm with my man. And these women are putting their hands all over his Yamamoto Kanza, I swear to the iPod. And I'm much, much unhappy about that. I'd hate to come down to the level and become a BW, a basic woman. But if they don't stop, it's gonna get scandalous.
surprising super headphone rock right there. The Glamorous Life, Sheila E. Yeah, we all know that's Prince, right? It's But it's also a lot of Sheila E. right there. And there's so much going on in that track that's it's just it's intense and very cool. And, and yeah. For that climax with meeting in the ladies. Oh, man, I did it again. Sorry about that. I had to get rid of the excess saliva. <sighs> Meeting in the ladies' room by Climax. Starting off that set laid back with White Horse. Um, I like the long version of that song, but I I don't have time to play it because I have a shorter show these days. And, um, and I also wanted to get to something. Um, so earlier today, it was announced that uh, Gilbert Gottfried has... Added, has had his name added to the list of um, famous creative people that aren't with us anymore. And that sucks. And like so many people just really only know Gilbert as the dude who just did the Aflac voice until he got fired from it for some dumb reason. Um, but here, I have another take on that whole thing. Gilbert must have just been laughing himself stupid about the fact that he got a big-ass contract to be the voice of a duck going, Ah, flack! Anybody can do that voice. Like, any man on Earth who can do any kind of, like, project any kind of volume with his voice can do that voice. And and Gilbert had a contract for it, and then they fired him because he offended the insurance company. Um, but that's hilarious. Uh, all by itself. But good for you, Gilbert. I hope you spent that money on, like, really good drugs and, and a lot of fun and not dumb stuff, right? Some people would say that's dumb stuff. No, that's not dumb stuff. You have to enjoy yourself. Life is short. Um, but I was I was relating to my wife earlier today. Like, I was surprised because she's so hip and she's so cool and I was so shocked that she'd never heard. Um about a specific joke that I think Mr. Gilbert Gottfried told better than anybody else. And so I decided that what I would do to go out here at the end of my show tonight is I'm going to play you Gilbert telling that joke. And you're either going to be just repulsed or you're going to fall over laughing. I don't know which one it's going to be. But um, but you know what? He needs to be paid tribute to so that's it for me i'm i'll be back next week at 7 p.m pacific time uh 10 p.m eastern something other o'clock in the middle of the flyover states <laughs> and uh and i'll have more stuff to play but until then this is mr gilbert Gottfried telling the best telling of a standard old catsills comic joke ever a talent agent is sitting in his office. A all-American family walks in. Ah, father and mother, son and daughter, a big fluffy dog. They, the family has blonde hair and blue eyes and bright skin. And uh, that talent agent looks up and goes, all right, let's see what you do. So the father drops his pants and takes off his shirt. He's totally naked. He undresses his wife, starts fucking his wife on the floor. 
Then the son drops his pants, takes his shirt off, and then the, the, his sister also takes all our clothes off. The son and the daughter start fucking on the floor too. And the dog is pissing on them. <laughs> then the mother turns around and starts blowing the son. The father starts fist fucking the daughter in the ass. And, and the father, just for your information, is an ex-marine who has really muscular arms. <laughs> the type with the ta tattoo of a battleship on it. And, and uh, you know, and he looks like he just ate a can of spinach type arm. And he's fist-fucking the daughter in the ass as the daughter is licking out her brother's asshole. And the brother at the time is chewing on the dog's balls. Now, the dog starts fucking the mother. And he's fucking the mother while the mother is eating out the, the little girl's asshole while she is fist-fucking her brother in the ass. Yeah, I, if you're not keeping up with this, I'll start at the beginning. It's important if you miss any part, then the joke makes no sense. The father starts fucking his son in the ass as the son is eating his mother's cunt, as the mother is eating the daughter's cunt, as the daughter is blowing the dog. <laughs> and with his big fist, the father fist fucks the dog in the ass. Because really, why leave the dog out? <laughs> that would be wrong would be very wrong. Now, the son breaks off a leg from one of the chairs and shoves it up his sister's asshole and starts fucking her with it as the father takes a lamp and shoves it into her cunt as the mother is licking out the father's asshole as the mother is eating the dog's ass. Now, the dog takes a tremendous shit on the floor. Now, you'd think, if, if I could pause for a second, you'd think that at this point, the talent agent would go, oh, for God's sakes, I'm getting on the phone and calling the police. But no, I'm just saying, you know, in case you've ever questioned that. Now, the sun walks in with tables out of the trunk of a car, like jumper cables. So he attaches the jumper cables to his father's balls and starts running electricity to him as he's licking out his father's asshole, as the father's eating his daughter out, as he's fucking the dog in the ass. This sounds like one of those prayers on the Jewish holidays that you have to read. And he fucks in the ass, and the dog fucks the cat, and the cat fucks the boy, and the boy fucks the dog. Amen, amen. And little kid, little kid, and the fire put out the dog that fucked the cat, that fucked the girl. And, and then 
the sun climbs up on a table, puts a noose around his neck, and jumps off. And through auto-asphyxiation, see, this is educational, you start choking, and that makes you have a big orgasm. Try it when you get home. No, really, really, I'd like you to. I've, I've looked at a few of you, and I don't see that it would be a major loss. If any of you hung yourselves tonight, and the cop said, well, he was, he uh, shot cum when he, uh, oh, good enough, good enough. I saw him when he was alive. There was no point in him living alone. So the son is there, and he's shooting cum, and the mother's blowing him, and the daughter's blowing him, and the dog is blowing him. Then the mother and daughter take two rats, also, where they came from, and shoved them in their cups. And the rats are chewing the insides of their, of their cups, and blood is coming out. And then that, of course, makes the father and son very horny. You've all been in that. Any of you who have ever been in front of, like, your wife and daughter who have rats in their cunt, you go, ooh, I gotta get my dick in there right away. I gotta put my dick in there right away. And go, ooh. I put my dick in the rat bites and ooh. And so he puts his dick, and the rats now are chewing on their dick. So now, like, cunt blood and dick blood is pouring out of their cunt. And now the son, who has been cut down from the noose, is squeezing his pimples into his mother's cunt. Into his mother's cunt. And it's, like, filled with pimple uh, juice. And then he starts shoving his face in and eating it out. This is based on a true story. He's eating her out. Now, so the, so the daughter squeezes her blackhead into, all over her father's dick. And the dog shits on his dick. And then the son and daughter start blowing the father with the shit and the blackheads on his dick. And now their face is covered with shit and piss and cum. And, and also uh, sweat. Ooh, sweat, sorry. No sweat. Sweat's disgusting. Ugh, sweat. Oh, it's horrible. Ooh, sweat. Stop with the sweat already. Now, the two rats get pulled out of their cups and they're jerked off. And they're shooting cum and they're blowing the rats. And their faces get covered with rat cum. And they shit and piss. And the, the family's covered with shit and piss and rat cum. And a little sweat. Ooh, don't like that. And then the, the father takes a tremendous shit on the floor. And the mother pulls out her glass eye. And the son starts fucking her in the eye socket. And fills up her eye socket with rat cum and rat shit and rat piss and the dead rats. And he starts fucking her in the eye socket. And then the dog uh, bites the rat's heads off and they start the son and uh, the uh, father start fucking the rats in the neck. <laughs> and believe it or not, the father with these enormous arms 
is able to fist fuck a rat in the asshole. Because they have amazingly elasticity in a rat. If you catch a rat, try it. I'm telling you, you'll thank me for it later. You'll thank me for it later. You, you fucking, ooh, and you fuck the rat in the asshole. And, uh, and, and they're fucking and sucking for, for like five hours in shit and piss and cum and pimple pus and blackheads and ooh, sweat. And then uh, afterwards, they stand up and they take a bow. And the talent agent, the talent agent, nonplussed by this, I like to throw in a big word, nonplussed by this, goes, hmm, that's an interesting act you have there. What do you call yourself? And they say, the aristocrats.